I'm Chris Epting, and this is In the Pipeline, a Huntington Beach podcast. Back in 2007, when I wrote my very first In the Pipeline column for the Los Angeles Times, my goal was to solve a riddle which involved a mysterious landmark, the black granite tombstone at Springdale Street and Warner Avenue, the Westfair Shopping Center, in the bushes behind the Arco Station. The text on the tombstone read, quote, in recognition of Lloyd Wright's 94-foot-high sign tower that was to have been erected on this spot. Its defeat is symbolic of the democratic process in which we live. The people did not wish this sign tower to be erected, as they felt it was not needed and would blight their community. Their wishes were heard and adhered to by the developer, Stanley Fan, 1970, unquote. I'd seen the marker for years and decided to kick things off in my newspaper column by trying to figure out what it all meant. As you might recall, my investigation brought me, luckily, to the Los Angeles-based multimedia artist and architect aficionado, Patrick Tierney. Years earlier, Patrick had tracked down the shopping center's cranky, eccentric developer, Stanley Fan, and I learned all about the story of how Frank Lloyd Wright Jr., son of the famed American architect, came to Huntington Beach back in the late 1960s to design Westfair and the adjoining gas station. Wright, who was then 80 years old, had already carved out a legendary career with hundreds of landmark projects, including the Wayfarer's Chapel and the Hollywood Bowl. As for the tower that never was, Tierney explained to me in 2007 that locals vehemently protested the idea of a 94-foot behemoth in their neighborhood, thwarting the plans of the great architect. The tombstone was placed, in Tierney's words, as, quote, a 500-pound permanent proclamation of victory of the people, unquote. For this episode number one of In the Pipeline, I wanted to reconnect with Tierney and talk more about the local war that raged over the tower, as well as to get more of his insights about Frank Lloyd Wright Jr. working here in Huntington Beach. And so here we are, chatting earlier at the site. All right, so Patrick, we're standing here right now at the site of, I think it's it's Huntington Beach's, it's sort of ground zero for one of the great conflicts and controversies in city history. Would you agree? Well put, yes, I agree. It's like sort of a, a, um, sort of a, a, a failure and a, a victory, a failure for Lloyd Wright, a victory for the people of uh, locals in uh, Huntington Beach. Yeah, to put it, why don't you put Lloyd Wright in a little bit of perspective for people? I mean, you've, you've yeah. studied him yeah. and actually the whole Wright family yeah. so much. Yeah. You're, you're a real aficionado. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think Lloyd Wright, Frank Lloyd Wright Jr., before we get into this Huntington sure. Beach part, where does he rank? I mean, it's being the son of Frank Lloyd Wright is obviously would be like being Babe Ruth's son <laughs> yeah, and being a baseball Frank player. Jr. Yeah, <laughs> but he did manage to carve yes. out his own career. Yes, he, he was different in some ways from his father, but they were both um, employing the organic architecture principles, like, like his father, which is to um, take from nature, make the 
buildings site specific using local materials local mm-hmm. colors try to blend with the landscape and uh, I I do see some differences but not much he was really carrying on the tradition yeah and um, he did buildings that were just as nice as his father's and he was using tiles before his father his father was inspired to make he called them textiles a dimensional tile block and he he's the one who actually began that and inspired his own father what, what do you see here at, at the West Fair Shopping Center as it's known officially what do you see here in terms of that influence and that background that jumps out at you that you where you can immediately identify this as the work of a right well first of all the diamonds which they use that refer again to the principle of drawing from nature and that those the 30 60 angles uh, Frank Lloyd Wright saw in nature and um, he was a they were both I believe Unitarians and the thing of them they 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 thought God they didn't worship Jesus or they saw him as a as a uh, apostle wise man and everything but their focus was on God and they saw God in nature manifest nature so that's why they, their whole thing is based really on nature mm-hmm. here the, the the diamond form is a kind of emblematic of that and there are a lot of them here yeah. we're looking yeah. you know there's at yeah. least a couple of dozen sure. of these diamond forms here that you see yeah, throughout through, the center yeah throughout his and his father's structures there's a repetition of uh, that, that um, as you see there's no Ryan Engels pretty few in their work um, uh, and uh, that's one trademark thing I see uh, but I the colors here <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't have been his choice that sort of mauve and yeah and tan it's sort of, well you bring up a point because yeah. it would wouldn't have been his choice because yeah. he actually left um, in in frustration before everything was even finished, right? Right. I mean, this is really where we get into the controversy yeah, here. Yes. Um, we're standing next to this marker right now, yeah. where the developer sort of you know danced on his grave a little bit <laughs> yeah. and took credit like for not it. allowing yeah. this tower that that yeah. Frank Lloyd Wright Jr. wanted to build right here. What's interesting is where we're standing. The Beef Palace sign <laughs> is kind of a tower right <laughs> yeah, by the site. So. Wonder how they got that one done. I know it's an irony. It is ironic, but this tower that uh, was going to go right here, uh, nine stories tall, you were able to procure the only known drawing of the tower, right? How do you describe what was to have been here um, originally? Well, it was uh, it was a, a tower you would had uh, with steeples on it, which uh, they called um, spires. And uh, to me, it looks like sort of origami-like, geometric, like an origami folded sign from what I can tell from the drawings of it and it has um, it has of course the Safeway logo on it, one of the original uh, stores here and and the one that's showing, the face it's showing is uh, is the, that of Safeway which is, looks like the yin yang uh, symbol so it gives it this, he was spiritual and it gives yeah. it this to me, I'm just reading into it. It's just a sheer coincidence, but I like that about it. But if he put this tower here, so he had a plan to erect a 90-foot tower, yeah, yeah. that nine-stories building. If we turn around, there's a, a trailer uh, 
Park, across the street, across Springdale. And uh, these were locals that didn't want this in their backyard. And they raised holy hell, right? And they yes. came at the developer and said, we're not going to allow a Frank Lloyd Wright Jr. tower in our backyard. Well, again, I've heard multiple people say it looked like the old oil derricks, and it looks nothing like an oil derrick to me. But these are ignorant people of architecture and, and that kind of thing. And down here it was the boonies, you know, these were very... Yeah. No, you know, people who didn't have... Uh, any knowledge of architecture or beauty, true beauty. And so it's like bringing in this highbrow guy. Creating an eyesore, as they perceive it. Bourgeois guy bringing in to the, you know, Bolsheviks of (laughs) (laughs) fine art. And they didn't, you know, they... Yeah, the late 60s, it was a very different place here. And so when Frank Lloyd Wright Jr. gets this news, yeah. he loses it, right? I mean, this yeah. becomes yeah. a real yeah. horrible Fan, moment in his life. Stan Fan, the developer, I asked him. He was funny on the phone, as you know. I spoke to him yeah. right before he died, kind too, of yeah. cranky and in person. I talked to him, too. And he, you know, what happened when he got the news? He bowed like a baby. <laughs> So, and this is this is a pattern in his life. He, he even by his son's estimation, he had a uh, son's uh, interview. Uh, I've read he, um, and I did talk to him in person one time. Eric Lloyd Wright, Lloyd Wright's son, and he said this is a repeating uh, motif in his life: this failure to get his way. Oh, really? And, and he was a very angry man and emotional. And, and uh, at this point, when this happens here in Huntington Beach, the the battle over the tower, he's about eighty years old. So yeah. he's not he's near the end of, of his career, of his sure. life. He's going to die in a few years sure. after this. Yeah. So it's not really a good way to go out no, with this. Because no. when I spoke to Stanley Fan, he said that, uh, like you say, Lloyd was in tears, yeah. and and threw the plans back at him and vowed to never set foot nice. in Huntington Beach again, and was really outraged yeah. okay. that the people had um, pushed back yeah. on what he can. Considered to be the crowning achievement of the shopping center. Well, the moral is: don't try to push. You know, don't come down and try to push this modernist architecture into uh, before. You know, before these kind of middle class, these, these new, you know, this kind of stuff. You know, it's not big city stuff. Yeah, I think today he'd have a much better shot. I sure. think the, oh, I yeah. think the city, I think Orange yeah. County's yeah. evolved a lot sure. in terms of accepting sure. new things and. It's a lot more progressive today. Now, we're also standing next to a gas station, the Arco station here, which which Frank Lloyd Wright Jr. also designed. And it's only, we'll talk about it, because it's one of only two gas stations in the entire Wright family. His dad did one right in Minnesota, and there's this one here in Huntington Beach. Well, it was curious to me because it seemed sort of lowbrow to do a gas station, but they were kind of utopianists and weren't to transport. Uh, they were into uh, modernizing everything yeah, in their style, and they did, they weren't beyond uh, him and his father weren't beyond doing a fuel station because it's modern and it's um, you know, streamlined. Well, if you look from from above, like an aerial yeah. shot, yeah. there's an interesting shape yeah. that the uh, part of the station takes on. Talk about yeah. that. What the significance well, might be? He did work. I've heard he worked in air I don't know what um, corporation but he did work during the war on designs drafting designs for planes and uh, I would say 
because of the cantilevers, like they, they're wing-like, mm-hmm. and um, it's a reference to um, air travel. Although this is again a fuel station, and uh, that happened a lot in streamline. It was applied anywhere. Uh, I mean, people did the same thing. They mixed up the transportation. Right. There was ocean liners, land, land, lock buildings that look like ocean liners. And you also mentioned we're sitting here next to this brick here, yeah. which is kind of unique in that the brick is square. Talk yeah. about that a little bit too, because you see it all over the center. Yeah. This like these yeah. squares yeah. versus uh, rectangles. Yeah. Well, it takes it away from the historic brick, red brick shape we know, and uh, it's sort of a racing any nostalgia or, or allusions to our early brick buildings, you know, which you see a lot of back east. And uh, they didn't want a reference to the past like that. So they'd either use a, a golden rectangle, to be like maybe three of these, or they'd use a square. And I see that in, in a lot of places. And usually there's patterns of numbers. They always use odd numbers, too. They had panels. You know, I've had a lot of people say to me, Patrick, when they drive by this shopping center, yeah. it looks a little different than your average shopping center. And when you slow down yeah. and take time and take it all in, yeah. it really is designed differently. Do you feel that way when you look at it? Does it jump out at you as oh, something yeah. wholly That's unique? Like you first came down here, my friend, I, I, I saw could be um, it's been compromised but it's still there especially around the corner there he was friends with uh, by Petco there yeah around the corner there's kind of some almost expressionist he was friends with Rudolf Schindler who studied under right and uh, he did kind of like like Fritz Lang sets kind of akimbo kind of slanting a little expressive then uh not a state as right as if you look around the corner there. There's an arrangement of forms in glass uh, around the corner from here. It looked kind of kind of like Schindler-esque, I uh-huh. think. Yeah. Patrick, do you think a site like this deserves some sort of... Uh, I imagine having like an information panel here or something. Yes. It, it seems sure. like it really is a piece of history in, in the Frank Wright family. It would be a destination. These, these, all these people would enjoy the the traffic here, uh, I think. Uh, I always thought it'd be great to have an event in Victoria's where you know you introduce the guests to Lloyd Wright. Yeah. And Lloyd Wright, albeit you know, compromised, but it still has enough in it to to uh, you know you can see his some of his vision. Yeah, uh, absolutely, and, and again, it all comes down to this, what looks like a gravestone, this this piece of black granite here, with the cryptic language about the tower that was not to have been. That's really what it, what attracts a lot of people, just yeah. the, the what if. Yeah, yeah, what if, yeah. And it's really, yeah, fan, he put out some money for this, which uh, he scrimped on a lot of other stuff, but he got money on this to save his 
project. I well, I finally found some people not That's long ago. Tower. Yes, <laughs> it's only about four, four, yeah, four feet, four feet tall. <laughs> I did speak to a couple of people um, from back then that that were complaining about this, and and that, yeah, as they explained it, they didn't want to wake up every day to hear them say it, looking at something that was uh, going to be, in their view, just a monstrosity. That was a term somebody used, and. I think today about if we had that mon- quote monstrosity yeah, yeah. today unquote, you would have a Frank Lloyd Wright Jr., a really unique piece of yeah. artwork, yeah. you know. And the other pieces that had they ag- agreed to the tower, he would have finished the center himself, sure. and you would have had all of those original materials. And, and I think there was going to be ponds and, and fountains. Yeah. There was even going to be a movie theater here. One of the Jerry Lewis theaters was going to be here. So it really was going to be developed slightly more than it is now. But that said, I think what we do have here now is really special yeah. with the gas station, too. It's yeah. not just the center, uh, but the gas no, station as well. At first, I, I was looking around, and I, I looked, took a look at the gas station. as signed up it's, as it's been. And, you know, the sur- on the surfaces, I go, that, yeah, rude, I could tell he did it. That was a... I wrote... Atlantic Richfield trying to find out anything about it. I have all this documentation of that, and, and uh, they they didn't know they didn't have anything on file or plans. Well, Patrick, lastly, I remember years ago you told when we first spoke that you were interested maybe in coming down and giving an occasional tour here and yeah. using this whole space as sort of a teaching opportunity. Yeah. Would you still be up for something like that? Yeah, I would be. Um, I was, I was, I know, or I turn it over to, yeah, I could be, turn it over to the modern committees interested in this, and Chris Nichols, who I know, who used to be on the modern committee, uh, knows a lot about um, architecture, yeah. We should arrange it. I would love to uh, help you out with that, yeah, help organize great, yeah. it. I will make that our it's a two missions. We'll do a tour here, and then we'll have a sign or some sort of appropriate placard put up to really tell the story, not just about the center, but the, the battle of the yeah. tower that was not, not yeah, to be. Yeah, that's a great idea. I want to thank Patrick Tierney for joining me out at the site today. Whenever we get that little walking tour together, I'll be sure to let you know. You know, personally, I do wish the tower had been built. Visible for miles, it would have been a spectacular spike in the landscape and perhaps our city's greatest conversation piece. Eric Lloyd Wright, the architect's son, who has his own architectural firm in Malibu, apprenticed for eight years with his grandfather, Frank Lloyd Wright, as well as working with his father on Westfair. He told me personally that he wishes it had been built as well. The thing would have been a magnet for many, especially students of architecture, a fact which probably would have saved it today. But oh well, the people spoke, the people were heard, and at least we are left with a mysterious marker. I'm Chris Epping, and thanks for listening.